It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Let me catch my breath. Is Oscar liking school so far? Is he all settled in? <laughs> He's just like, I hope I don't hear from him. <laughs> You're like, I hope he doesn't call. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a blessing they don't they don't want to come home. <laughs> no, nah, he went to Northern California, right? All right, I'll count us in. Three, two, one. Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong and BJ. Even though it's the offseason, we got some basketball news. We got Kevin Durant. He's going to stay home in Brooklyn. We got Pat Beverly getting trade, traded to the Lakers. First trade in two months. And we got Giannis versus Jokic in international play. So we got some things happening in the basketball world. But first and foremost, BJ, what's happening in your world? <laughs> yeah, it is, the, it is that time if you're a parent. You're, yeah, back to school. <laughs> mm. Yeah, training camp will be starting and we'll be talking about all these teams and who's the favorite and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I did want to point out, you mentioned back to school. When I was a kid, I never really got why my parents were so excited. You know, like they would take you to Staples or Walmart, whatever it was, and they're smiling just as much as you are. And as a kid, you're like, I don't want to go back to school. I'm, I'm not that excited. But then you realize, you know, as you get older and you, you, you talk to parents like yourself and our producer Midas, it's the best time for parents because they're like, finally, these kids who have been around the house all summer driving me insane <laughs> finally get school back in their life and they start learning and getting some fiber in their diet. <laughs> Is a liar. See, I didn't get that. I didn't get that as a kid. You know what I mean? I, I still look at things through the kid lens where I'm like, Summer, that's a break, but not for parents. <laughs> yeah, let's revamp that. Let, 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 let's update the brand. <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the parents love their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> hey, no days off, no days off. That 
<laughs> we got to play all 82, and uh, now let's talk about that. Let's talk about the NBA because we are in the offseason, and we have all the headlines. We have all the scuttlebutt. We have all the leaked reports of this disgruntled star wants to do this, and the NBA wants them to do that, and the ownership or the governors want them to do this. But, BJ, the big story is that the Brooklyn Nets and Brooklyn Nets star, specifically Kevin Durant, have all come to terms and said, you know what? Uh, on second thought, on second thought, I think I am going to honor this agreement that I signed last summer, and I am going to stay put in Brooklyn. No more trade requests. And now we have Kyrie and KD playing pickup games together. You know, we get we got all the <laughs> all the videos coming out, BJ, and uh, there seems to be an optimism again in Brooklyn, despite all of the drama that we saw this off season. Four. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for everybody involved. And it does feel like, uh, if you're a Seinfeld fan, it felt like Festivus for the Brooklyn Nets, where everyone this offseason decided they're going to air their grievances. And uh, they're not just going to air their grievances face-to-face uh, -face and behind closed doors. They're going to do it in the media. You know, Kyrie's going to say, you know, I, I think I deserve to have a multi-year deal. Kevin Durant says, I, I want to get traded because I, I don't feel like this situation is right for me. Uh, like you said, the, the owner, Joe Sy, the governor, Joe Sy, comes out and says, you know, I, I will not heed these requests to fire the coach, fire the GM. You know, we're going to keep things, uh, you know, put here. So all of the grievances, all of the conversations, all the, you know, rumors, whatever you want to call it, swirling, they've all they've all been put out to the public and we all kind of know what's going on. But like you said, that might have been the darkest of times. And who knows? There could be dawn on the other side. We know all the dirty laundry at this point. Mm hmm Yeah.
and I mean, the one thing that we have to point out is that this group has never played together. I mean, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant have never been on a basketball court as teammates playing together, which is, I mean, it, it, as much as we've talked about it, right? Because like you said, it's all about these headlines and things. It feels like these guys have played with each other. We've realized it doesn't work and we've kind of moved on. But in reality, we've never seen them play together. So who knows what it looks like? And now we got reports coming out. Ben Simmons is ready for the season. Ben Simmons wants to play center. Ben Simmons, you know, is, is wants to be a, a pass first guy for these guys, for KD and Kyrie. This is all the PR that's coming out, right? That, that we understand and we can kind of sift through a little bit. But I am excited to see what it looks like from a basketball standpoint because I've never seen it. You know, I mean, I think that's what's so fascinating to me about Brooklyn. Yep. Yep. Mm hmm. But let me just tell you, it's going to happen. You're like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over a year. I was going to say year and change. Mm-hmm. Trey for Royce O'Neal, they bring him in. It's a finals or bust type situation, you know, not not to say that they they made it that way, but that's just the way that it, you know, when you look at the paper and you look at all the 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 drama and everything circling this team, that kind of just feels like what the uh the fallout is, right? That's what the expectation is because of that talent. Mhm.
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I was going to say, I, I go back to the one word that sticks with me with NBA success, and it's continuity, right? I mean, it's a, it's an understanding of the group that I'm playing with and an understanding of, you know, they do this, we do this. You know what I mean? It's an understanding of who you are as a team. And that is what I think Brooklyn, we talked about it when they still had James Harden. Their, their identity was, we're going to outscore you. We, we don't have to win championships with defense. We can win with offense. And now they add a defensive guy in Ben Simmons, who's been a defensive player of the year candidate. And maybe that helps with that identity. And maybe it helps ramp up that defensive side of the basketball. And maybe they don't have that same kind of hubris of oh, we can win with just our offense. And, and who knows? Maybe that helps the identity of this team. And, and that grows, it grows them as a group. The, that is the best case scenario if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Because we saw in the playoffs the last times we the last time we saw Ben, it was four on five. It was four on five, and he couldn't be out there. <laughs> and I'm excited that we're not talking about Kevin Durant on a new team again. You know what I mean? It, it does feel at certain at a certain level good for the league that the Brooklyn Nets are going to stay put at least for this one season, right? That to, to see what it looks like because then we there seems to be more competitive conversation and more parody about who's going to win, you know. And now we're, we can pivot to the other team that is playing the same game as Brooklyn, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers, right? They're trying to win the, the headlines of the offseason as best they can. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it sounds like a problem because uh, when you get the, the two that they have on their team currently, I don't know if they're going to tango with each other. And We're talking about Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook, basically two guys that have been rivals. I mean, dating back to the Houston uh, OKC injury in the playoffs back in 2013, and then you had the Russell Westbrook made some comments saying, Pat Beverly, trick y'all. Pat Beverly goes on first take, says all this stuff about Russell Westbrook, and, you know, there's just a lot of back and forth with 
these two guys. But then, uh, as we saw, first trade in two months, Pat Beverly uh, traded to the Lakers for Stanley Johnson and Taylor Horton Tucker um, from the Jazz. So now we have Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook in the same backcourt. We had the Los Angeles Lakers trying to to find this chemistry. We got um, a lot of Lakers fans that think this move is going to take them over the hump to get them back in the finals conversation. So, BJ, what was your first reaction when you see this trade uh, You know, for the Lakers? Yes, they did not. No, no. Pat Beverly was in that game. Mm hmm. Thirty eight. Yep, in December. Yeah. What he did last year at 37 from a statistical standpoint was amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think 50-something, yeah. You're probably looking at around like 60, right? I mean, you know, that like, you know, 60-plus would be good. It's the same thing. You, if you get over 60, you, you take that as a win. You know, If you get over 60 games from those two guys and they're healthy going into the playoffs, right, the Lakers would take that. Yeah, some pieces from the Pacers, right? That was the deal. Yeah, yeah, Miles Turner, yep. Yep. Who's in it? Who's in a very difficult position where you know it seems like the 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 powers that be with the Lakers have told Darvin Ham we're giving you the keys, the power to make these decisions. You can put somebody on the bench, da 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 da. But you're also putting him in a very difficult situation because you have some big stars. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he supposed to be the leader of this team? Is he supposed to be the point guard of this team? You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Like, what what is he on this team? Flashes, yeah. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. But that that's a big if, you know what I mean? Yep.
It doesn't matter. Yeah. A sense of urgency, right, is really like that 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 is that is what I would say. Yeah. And then you then you can pick some games, some trips where LeBron can can take a break. You know what I mean? You, you're ahead of the schedule, so you're not you're not you're not tra tracking. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I do think, I mean, as we've talked about ad nauseum, it feels like since they won the championship in 2020, it all comes back to Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is the guy on this team, I think Lakers fans, the casual fan, everyone feels a lot more comfortable in the future of this team and their chances to actually be a contender. LeBron, even when LeBron has 30-10-10 now, it doesn't mean they're going to win the game, which I think is the biggest difference between the LeBron that we saw maybe up even till last year, right? If he had 30-10-10... It's a pretty good chance. I'd say 95% chance that his team is going to win the game. And, and right now, that's not the same. And and again, it, it's unfair to ask him to do that, to carry an entire team by himself at the age of 37 going on 38. So if anything, you hope that Anthony Davis maybe takes that baton a little bit this year. And that's what they were hoping for last year. And obviously, we didn't get that because of, as we mentioned at the top, injuries. I mean, injuries riddled this team. Yeah, he, 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 he's up there when we're talking about, I mean, when Anthony Davis is on all cylinders, as we saw in the 2020 bubble, I mean, he's, we're talking about like Giannis, Jokic, like he can be in that group. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. You're going to win 50-plus games.
Mm-hmm. Not then the Lakers are a top four seed in the West. I mean that, that yeah. It might be the biggest if, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, I did want to bring up this, that we're in the pro-am season right now, BJ. So a lot of guys are, you know. <laughs> now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Now it's, pro, now it's pro-am season, right? So it's all, all these pro-am games are going on. The Drew League. Now we got the world games, Euro games, all that stuff going on. But uh, I wanted to bring this up because LeBron did go up to Jamal Crawford. First, we want to shout out Jamal Crawford because Jamal Crawford is a great basketball personality and a great person by all accounts. And he has his event, the crossover up in Seattle. And it became kind of the biggest place to go in the world of basketball here, BJ. You got LeBron James comes up. You got Jason Tatum, who just played in the finals, playing in this game. You got stars galore everywhere. But then, unfortunately, we do get Chet Holmgren uh, gets injured with the Liz Frank injury. And then the Thunder come out and say, He's out for the season. Then you have all the talking heads, BJ. They're like, these guys shouldn't be playing in games. If I'm a team, I won't let my guys play in games. And then it always comes back to me to the Michael Jordan clause for the love of the game. You know, he made sure that he was always allowed to play basketball. And, you know, I'm never going to, you know, go after a guy for playing in a game. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. And, you know, is this is this an actual deal for people to be getting up in arms about? Or is it just a freak accident that could happen at any point at any time on a basketball court? And you hope the kid, Chet Holmgren, gets better and uh, he's back and better next year. I mean, I think it's as simple as that from my vantage point. <laughs> yep. Yep. Reps. You got to keep getting reps. <laughs> yeah. The Ben Simmons strategy. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think America at large is like, sign me up. <laughs> you get better. <laughs> uh. 
What's the alternative? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, he he he's one of Draymond. Take a break, rest and relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the professional part of it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I mean, that that's why I'm never going to begrudge or second guess any basketball professional basketball player that's playing basketball because <laughs> they're they're trying to work on their craft, they're trying to get better. Exactly. Like people were Yeah, agreed.
and has showed some promise in summer. Like he was an excited. I was excited to watch him. You know, so it, it hurts in that sense. Mm hmm. Me too. Mm hmm. And for all the people that are saying, this is what we told you he was going to be, this, this, and that, he's going to be injury prone, this is the first injury of his career, by all accounts. I mean, going back to high school and everything. So th this is the first time we've seen him have to deal with an injury. So, I mean, you know, for all the people that are saying he was injury prone and all this sort of stuff, they knew this was going to happen, you're all full of shit. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's all it is, you know? I mean, that, that, that's the funny part to me. Yep. Exactly. I mean, and I and I've seen came Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin. There was a, and, and and Blake and Ben both came back and won uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, so, you know, I mean, there, there's always, uh, hopefully better days ahead. Um, one more thing before we get out of here, BJ, I just wanted to check in with you. You're watching obviously hard knocks. You're watching your lions on there. Um, how much are you enjoying this? Because it does feel like the lions are sort of becoming low key America's team. They're, they're a dark horse threat to become America's team. People love this lions team. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. That's all you can ask. Mm. Yeah, the Danimal. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> all right, perfect. I'm well. I don't know if we have to watch my Panthers. We we might. <laughs> I, I'm calling them the South Carolina Panthers right now. 
Mm. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. I I will say <laughs> You guys do not want the moniker of America's team. No. Yeah. I love I love that coaching staff that they have in the building. I mean, every single one of those guys, all a bunch of former players, they all keep it real. And then you got guys like Jamal Williams, you know, it's all heart uh, on this team. And, you know, they're just a very, very, very likable group. So uh, if you haven't been watching Hard Knocks and maybe you tapped out over the past few years, you say you're over it. This is the year to jump back in. Th this year reminds me a lot of when the Jets were on it with Rex Ryan, you know, where it was just like, you just love this group. You love these guys, and, and they they seem to have the right attitude when it comes to the game, right? And uh, and that's always good to see. So I'm excited for the Lions. I think they're going to win eight games. I'm going eight games. Eight games. I'm knocking on wood. I, I, I feel it. Mm. <laughs> uh, you can You can guarantee that. Well, that's uh, that's all we got. Uh, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? <laughs> you got to make waves. This has been Pushing Through, and we will see you next week.